Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. This is episode number 31. This week on the episode, I've got a conversation with Mike, a.k.a. Roberts. Um, Had a great time talking with him. We set this all up on very short notice. Um, He hit me up about a week or two ago to just check out his EP um, that he just dropped called Fine. And I had done that and was planning on getting him on the show and then had an opening to get him in a lot sooner than originally planned. So um, he was able to to work with us on super short notice. We started talking about doing the, the phone call about four hours before it actually happened. So um, big thanks to him for, you know, being accommodating and, and taking the time to do that. Um, and yeah, it. It's a great conversation that we have. We talk about kind of how he got started back in the MySpace days. And, you know, he um, disappeared from music for a little while and and is, you know, trying something out, you know, coming back and trying a new project. So uh, we talked about his new EP called Fine, um, which you guys can stream here on Spotify Apple, um, Google, you know, wherever you're listening to this. Um, we also talked about just some of the details on the songs and, um, kind of just a little bit of life in general to some extent. So, uh, let's jump in to our conversation with Mike, AKA Roberts. So basically what we'll do to to kick off is, you know, one of the questions that you'll get asked in every interview ever. And that is simply, you know, what is your name? What do you do? Obviously, you're a one man band. So what do you do in the band? Um, And just a little bit of background on you. You've got a little bit of a storied past. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's kick it off with your name and uh, the I guess the project name. So. I go by Roberts. Um, I try to keep things pretty personal with the music though. So my name's Mike. Uh, project that I'm doing right now is, uh, the Roberts thing. It's my first venture into kind of solo music and, uh, just put out my first EP. It's called, uh, the fine EP. Um, it's kind of a, definitely a, a departure from what I'm used to with, uh, the old music I was making. I grew up in this, uh, MySpace band called Jump So High. And uh, it was, you know, just straight like party pop punk, which was super fun. But I tried to be a lot more, I guess, honest and open on this since it's more of the singer songwriter feel. Right. Uh, so, you know, I, I, stu- I stayed away from analogies and metaphors and tried to make this album honestly a conversation piece, which I think it ended up that way. At least I, I hope so. And uh, it's super fun to write. It's the most fun I've ever had writing an album because I don't have to sit there and try to read like into what trends are going on or, you know, have a bunch of gang vocals or do any trendy stuff. It's literally just, you know, songwriting in its most basic form, which is just talking to people. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, basically... um you know, like you said, you came through MySpace back in the day. Um, nowadays, 
not too many people remember my you know what i mean like our age group yeah. remembers myspace but that's about it so yeah. um let's talk a little bit about you know back in the day what it was like being on myspace kind of how you feel like that either helped or hindered um developing you as a, a singer songwriter oh man so uh i don't know how else to say it but like when i was a kid myspace was just the shit it was yeah. it was built for artists so um it wasn't like instagram or twitter or anything like that where you know it's people can visit your page but then they have to take the extra step to listen to music or anything like that it was just a one-stop shop and then also on your personal page you were allowed to put music on there mm -hmm. so it's like as soon as you go check out one of your friends it's like they're throwing whatever they're listening to right in your face unless you just have your computer on mute which kind of defeated the purpose of myspace i think anyone who was on there was looking for music an active music listener and now with instagram it's it's such a different ball game because back then music was the driving force you know yeah and it was more of a blog type of feel with posting like you posted these things called bulletins they're like little blog posts um now it's everything is has to be so aesthetically pleasing so it's like if i'm gonna put a picture up on instagram like uh, i like second guess just putting like selfies up from a phone right because like uh this doesn't look you know professional grade and it kind of like i guess it discredits the music i'm making so like you have to think so much more with how you post at this point. And the amount that you post is also super critical because I can't, you know, I can't just take a week off and just be radio silent on the internet because everything moves so fast now, especially like with how far home recordings and stuff have come. You know, everyone is an artist at this point, which is great for the music industry, but for artists, it's, you know, you can get lost in a sea of talented people real quick if you're not, constantly putting out new content or trying to do something for your fan base and yeah. uh, i think it's it's a lot more work now which is which is good because it's going to weed out the people that aren't serious about it whereas myspace you put out a song that sounded decent everybody else will do the work for you yeah and i think you know growing up in the myspace days myself as well um you kind of hit the the nail on the the head there for just how I mean, it was it was almost a a badge of honor to some extent with like, oh, people really like the playlist that I put on my MySpace. You know, they're digging this artist or they went and liked to this person's page and you knew it was because of you because you're playing music as soon as they landed on your page. Um, you know, and we had the, the top eight friends back in the day or whatever. And, uh, you know, I remember kind of almost curating those to some extent. Like I, I wasn't in the music industry like I am now or anything like that. I just, all my friends kind of looked to me for music recommendations and I can remember, you know, just being on the, I'm going to sound hipsterish now, but being on the first wave of like dashboard confessional and some of those artists, like nobody really knew who they were, but I had them in my top eight. I was playing their music and I'm like, you know, this is really cool. And then, like you said, nowadays with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, if you want to hear the song, yeah, Instagram, you may get like a 10 second little video on a post, but that's about it, you know? Um, same with like Facebook, somebody may share your video or a song that way, 
but how much actual engagement are you getting off of it versus back in the day where it was virtually every person that touched your page was getting some yeah. sort of, of feed off that. Absolutely. And now I think the biggest social media friend for artists is strangely enough, Spotify. I mean, there's nothing really social about it, but it does like you can make your playlist. It's, it's kind of Spotify is now, in my opinion, like MySpace without any personal elements to it. Yeah. So, I mean, we have that, which is nice for artists, but also it's, it's changed. You can't just, you don't have a one-stop shop anymore. So you have to be really critical with, uh, with your social media presence. And it's, it's kind of fun navigating it, you know, especially I'm so new to this at this point and I'm, super grateful for how well my music's been received after I mean I haven't put music out in like seven years or so yeah and uh the way it's been received already is beyond my wildest expectations I mean with little to no promotion it's it's catching on so I feel like you know I put something decent out and that's doing that work but now it's my turn to continue to create content and ride this wave of a moderate appreciation for it, you know? Right. And I think that's something that, you know, maybe a lot of, I say kids, but, you know, DIY artists in general, um, I, I feel like there's some that get it and, and some that don't. And I think you're one of them that gets it that, you know, just because you put something out and it's getting traction doesn't mean it's time to take a break. It doesn't mean it's time to coast. Like, all that means is you've potentially got an audience now. So how are you going to capitalize on it? And I think you're dead on with, you know, creating more content and being sure that you're posting and engaging and things like that. Um, for people listening to this, you know, like you kind of randomly hit me up on Instagram and was like, Hey man, you know, if you get time, check out my music, uh, you know, whatever. And I may not have found you any other way. You know what I mean? So I think that's, that's a key um, element to, to kind of what you're doing. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, that's how I've gathered half of my Instagram or over half of my Instagram followers at this point is no one is on Instagram looking for music. You know, it's a very self-centered platform and rightfully so. I mean, it's, it's the home of the selfie. Yeah. So no one's going to come to you. And especially during this pandemic right now, I mean, usually I'd go out and play, I'd play shows, you know, I'd promote myself that way, but there's, that's not an option. So I look for people that might want to hear new music and I, I bring it to them. If, if they don't want it, that's, that's great. You know, I, and I appreciate all feedback. If someone, if I send my music to someone and they're like, Hey, this kind of sucks. I'll be like, you know what? Thanks for even listening. I, I appreciate it. And, tell me what sucked about it, the way I can fix it, you know? Right. Well, and I think, um, I think that's a, a key element too, is being open to that potential criticism and, and, um, just, you know, as, as bad as it sounds, I guess the music industry is full of, of rejection. It's just a matter of what you do with, with that rejection and how you kind of compensate. Absolutely. Say that the reviews I've gotten off my EP, you know, there's, I'll say at this point, you know, uh, the, the fans that are listening to it have all enjoyed it. And I'm 
I'm happy about that. Um, the industry personnel that have listened to it, it's been really, really mixed, you know, because it's, it's such a personal project that you're either going to love it or you're going to have so many problems with it. Yeah. And I'm so receptive to the problems that I've heard about it because I think a project can be personal and also polished. Right. And I think I didn't spend enough time on polishing this one. Um, so as my music career with this project at least progresses, um, yeah, I'm going to keep the personal elements. Like that's, that's number one to me. But I think this first EP I put out will be a fun thing to go back and listen to to see kind of the roots of what is to come. Yeah. And I mean, I, I totally get that. And, you know, I think it, it plays into a couple different things. Um, number one is, is there some elements that could be a little more polished? Probably. But if you can honestly sit down with any record and I'm talking, you know, all the way up, I mean, there's a few people that may be exempt from it, like, Justin Timberlake or Panic at the Disco, but like for the majority, you could sit down and listen to any record and be like, ah, you know, I would have changed this or whatever. But if the the honesty's in the art, then I don't think some of that matters as much. Um, so for for people that are listening, your new EP is called Fine, and it just dropped a uh, little over a month ago, or right at a month ago. Is that right? Yeah, it it just hit a month. Yeah. Um, so it came out the beginning of May. Yeah. So, um, again, you know, I've only got to listen to it a, a couple times, but, you know, I've only known about you for <laughs> a week, week and a half, something like that. Um, you know, there are definitely some tracks in there that I relate to uh, very, very heavily. Um, for example, uh, Fine is definitely a standout to me. Um, yeah, obviously you named the EP that for a reason too, but um, tell fans, you know, a little bit or listeners a little bit about um, kind of what goes into this project and then, you know, we'll break down some of the tracks. So um, to be honest, and I didn't promote it this way, but the album is, uh, it's, it's more of a concept album than anything. Uh, there's even a cover song on there, but it was the cover song fit so well with the story I was trying to tell that I couldn't have said it better. Right. So it's the process of um, losing a relationship, you know, and it starts in the beginning of the, or while you're within the relationship, you know, problems I identified with myself and it leads all the way up to uh, fine. The song you just mentioned. And it's, it's kind of crazy how fine even came about because when you listen to it on the surface, it's, it's a very happy and cheerful song after a pretty rough record to listen to. It's a, it's, it, you know, it's a, it's a story about a breakup. So yeah. it, it hurts a lot of it. They're really hurtful songs and um, there's no malice in any of them, or at least I attempted to not make it that way. <laughs> right. Um, but you listen to fine and you think it's this really, really happy song and it's, you know, me getting over it. And at the end of the day, being fine with what happened, right? Uh, but there's a reference in the song right before that, which is the well-wishings to uh, my ex. And there's a line in there, and it says, uh, it, it says, while I rewrite your marry me song. Mm-hmm. And fine as the product of me re- rewriting the song that eventually would have been a proposal. So yeah. I, I don't, I didn't broadcast that when it was out 
because I didn't want the entire record to be sad. Right, right. But now that it is, I'm comfortable with saying like, hey, none of this is is a good thing. Like, fine is just it's a mask, and I think it's important to uh, to expose it a little bit because it's, you know, so many things had to happen for any of this EP to have a concept ever. Right. And it's it's cool how music can kind of bring that out and have these underlying stories. I mean, there's so many songs out there we'll never know what they're about. Yeah. And just kind of hearing about that and even making it like I never when I wrote it, I was like, oh, this is never going to be a sad song. And then it happened. I was like, well, it's it's kind of cool that it is now, you know, because it has this this upbeat, like really joyous tone to it. But underneath it's you know, it's such a shit situation. Yeah. And it's. I don't know. I, I think it's rad having yeah. up happening like that. Yeah, I, I think it, it's a, a cool, uh, you know, kind of kind of wrap up song. Um, and I think it it's a little funny because, you know, you've I noticed you've said um, in the I think it's your Spotify bio that, you know, your your songwriting's not with metaphors or anything like that. And I don't think there's a metaphor there, but I think it's that song in particular definitely speaks to the way society is, where it's almost like the whole let's put on a happy face even though i don't feel okay you know like we're gonna hide behind the cheerfulness because we don't want people to realize you know how sad we are or whatever and i thought that was really cool that you know whether it was intended that way or not um that was kind of the way that i picked up on it after like the second or third listen i was like you know this is this is exactly what it's like you know when you're around friends you put on that smile or whatever um yeah, man, everything's fine. Everything's good, whatever. And then the reality of it is, you know, not as glamorous or as pretty as that. Yeah. And that was, um, that was actually the first song that I, I released. And granted when I, when I released my first, the, when I released fine, the single uh, a couple weeks for the album out, like maybe 30 people listen to it. I don't know. It's so even them hearing that, you know, and it's, I, I wanted it to kind of be like a sucker punch once they listen to that. They're like, oh, this is going to be fun. Right. And then they get into the album and it's, you know, it's really, it's really uh, jarring to listen to it. Cause especially for people that like know me personally, it's like, oh shit, man, I didn't know that you were going through some of this. Yeah. And again, you know, I think that speaks volumes to the way society is uh, nowadays where unfortunately with, whether you want to consider it mental health or, or not, you know, when there's unpleasant situations in, in most people's lives, they're not broadcasting them. You know, it's, it's something that we all deal with on the inside and behind closed doors in a dark room or whatever. And then when friends find out about it, they're like, Oh, okay. You know, I, I get it, but I didn't realize that that was happening. Yeah. And you know, a lot of it, well, I wouldn't say a lot of it, but some of it, you know, is it is exaggerated for that for the music's sake, right. um, which it has to be. You know, if I just talk about my day to day, nobody wants to hear about <laughs> me like making a pretty okay breakfast and crushing half a season of something on Netflix, right? <laughs> uh, you know, it's you gotta you have to tell the most intense version of your story for it to be captivating. Yeah, I, I, I would I, definitely I, agree with that. And I really try to do that with this. Um, I don't. I don't know if I'll keep making concept projects after this. But uh, for the first thing I put out, I was really proud to do that because um, it's it's something I'd I'd always wanted to do. Yeah. But I just never had a story good enough to tell. 
Yeah. Yeah. I th- this, this brought me that. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I, I talked to um, an artist from Chicago a while back. His name's Insane Ian. He does like nerdcore rap and stuff like that. And he did a, or is finishing up on finally, um, and he'll, he'll admit to this, you know, it's taken him like two years to produce this, um, this EP that he's working on. And it's all video game based because, you know, that's part of the nerdcore culture, but it's literally like each track is about a different portion of a, of the Dishonored 2 game or something like that. And it's like, he's like, I, I love the concept, but I realized after doing it, and this may be kind of how you feel, it almost handcuffs you because it's like, okay, but is this all I can write about this time? You know what I mean? Like the, the whole album has to flow. It has to be all about this one subject versus being able to be a little more free with, you know, the, the creativity and the songs that you've got. Yeah, no, I, I can understand that with something, I guess like Dishonored 2, where it's a video game that you've played a lot, right? but like you didn't live through it. So my experience with writing a concept album is honestly, I didn't have a choice in the matter. Everything I wrote was just coming out that way. Yeah. So I, I wrote the fine EP in a month. Wow. And, uh, it started, there's a track on there called day two. Mm-hmm. Um, the second day that I was living alone, I picked up my guitar for the first time in a while. And I wrote that that day. Yeah. And a month later it was wrapped up and I went to the studio and, and cut it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so let's dive into some of these. Um, so, the the EP kicks off with a song called Accept. Let's tell fans and listeners a little bit about, you know, we'll, we'll walk through most of the songs on the EP so that they get a feel for it. But let's kick off with the, the first track. Okay. So um, Accept is a song about just me having internal struggles, pretty much, and failing to connect to other people, I guess. Um, so I, I moved away from home pretty far away a few states away uh about six years ago and you know since then it's i've made friends and you know lasting relationships and done well with it but there's always something in the back of my mind that's kind of it'll make me pull away for a month or two or you know for however long and it's just something that i've always struggled with and it you know deeply impacted even my closest relationship which was the girl i was dating mm-hmm. and it's just you know my internal struggle with with me uh is the basis of that song just not figuring out why i can't be happy about something yeah and i think that's something that you know probably more people than than care to admit can relate to you know it's definitely something that um whether whether it's, you know, um, depression, anxiety, any number of things, or even if it's not a diagnosis of some sort of mental health issue, like there are days that, you know, everything's fine, except, you know, you just don't, don't feel it. You know, I told a coworker the other day, they asked me if I, if everything was fine or everything was okay. And I was like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm here. That's all I got today. Like there was nothing specifically wrong or anything. I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it happens like that. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't full on say I'm struggling with depression or anxiety or anything like that. But even when I feel the slightest bit of it, it's mine and everyone else's job to advocate yeah. towards if you're, if you're feeling down a little bit, like you got to figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of this EP is me just figuring out like what my, uh, I guess, emotional deficiencies were during that time. Yeah. And, you know, after a breakup, especially it, it's always your, your mental health, even if you're normally a very happy go lucky person, you know, you're, after a breakup, you're going to question things. Um, oh, even yeah. if you're the one that does the the breaking up, like why yeah, didn't it every, work? Every feeling is amplified like yeah. times a hundred after something like that. It's just, it's a trauma effect, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so another one of my favorite songs on this EP is don't let's talk about that. So don't, um, don't is a song about, uh, being unfaithful. And, uh, as I said, some of the things on the, on the EP are exaggerated. Uh, so, you know, in relationships, sometimes it happens to where people will step out a little mm-hmm. bit. And, um, you know, I, I just wrote an aggressive song about how far that could go. Right. Um, it, and, you know, I was, I was pretty brash on it. Uh, I think there's a line in there that says, don't trip. You're going to get away with it. Who gives a fuck if the guy that you're dating's pissed? Yeah. And it's just, you know, that's, that's a mentality you have to have to get into, to put yourself in that type of situation. And it's just all about the disrespect that comes with not being faithful. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's just a song of hurt. It's not, it's not me pissed or anything like that, which it sounds like when you listen to it, it sounds like a super angry song. Yeah. And I, I think the, the emotion instead of anger, it, it's more of that betrayal, you know, and that's the only way you can really, um, I guess kind of describe it in a song or whatever is it, it's going to come across as anger, but it's that betrayal of, you know, why, why am I not, or why am I not good enough? You know, you had to go find something in somebody else. Um, and then obviously don't do it. But um, no, I mean, I, I think that song is, and I don't mean this negative, so don't take it that way. Cause I, I'm really not down on any of the songs on the album, but I think don't is one of the stronger songs on the album. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. And I, I love uh, what I've noticed with the song don't is people that come from kind of the MySpace era background. Mm-hmm they tend to drift towards that one more than any of the other ones. Yeah. There's, um, there's probably a little nostalgia to it. Yeah. There's, it's definitely a nostalgia factor with that song is what I'm seeing, which is a, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm seeing like the, the newer generation of music listeners. Uh, they definitely, they drift towards, uh, except in day two. Mm-hmm. I can see that little lies, which is kind of crazy. Cause I bet none of them ever heard the Fleetwood Mac song. So that was the thing when that first song or when that song first started to play, I was like, man, this sounds familiar. And then about 35, 40 seconds in, I'm like, oh, this is Stevie Nicks and, and Fleetwood Mac. I got the, you know what I mean? Like it, it, 
But again, I'm 35 years old. My mom listened to Fleetwood Mac when I was growing up, so I I have more background to it, I guess. But it it definitely, at first, because it's different enough that I was like, what the hell? Like, this is familiar, but it's not. Yeah, see, and that's that's what I was going with. And truth be told, um, I was never a big Fleetwood Mac fan growing up. And I hadn't heard that song until late last year. I was in the car, and it came on the radio. I don't know why. My phone must have died or something for me to have the radio on. (laughs) Right. But uh, I was like, what the hell is this? And I turned it up, and then I, you know, I thought about it for like a month or two, and I started writing this. And I was like, dude, what the hell was that one song? And I just put it on and just kind of rewrote it a little bit, tweaked a couple things, and it it came out being one of my favorite songs that I put on the EP, which is crazy because I've, I've never have done a cover song before that. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, that's an interesting thing that, you know, you're able to... I mean, obviously, music should be timeless, so it shouldn't matter that you've never really heard that song before. But you know what I mean? Just the the evolution that music has went through to still be able to connect to a, a classic artist, if you will, like that and be able to tweak it and say, you know what, this this still applies. This still works. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the core of all music is just is conversation anyways, so... And yeah. I don't think human behavior has changed enough in the past 40 years for anything to be that different. Right. It um, shouldn't have. No. So, I mean, you can probably take any any song that was somewhat acclaimed from the last four decades and make it something at least listenable at this point. Right. At least relatable, I would think, you know. Yeah. Granted, you know, coronavirus has, has really fucked everybody up on, on some stuff, yeah. but um, yeah. I think it I again I I think it was done very well with it's similar enough to what the original was but it's different enough to to stand on its own as well. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh so let's um on the the album let's close out the album with uh the title track fine. Um you know we've we've talked about how it's it's more of a happy well sounds like more of a happy song and everything. Um, did you know when you were writing it that this is definitively the, the end of this album? Um, so I wrote that before the album came to fruition. Um, that was supposed to be a song for my girlfriend and, um, I had to change some of the words around. So I never anticipated to even record that. That was supposed to just be played in my bedroom, um, for like an anniversary or something. Gotcha. And then uh, things happened, and you know it went through a rewrite, and ended up it ended up really good, and uh, it just it felt right to end this type of story with at least a positive note, even though that's just surface level the positive note. Right. But you should, I think, after listening to the fourth track, day two, which is, in my opinion, the the roughest song on the album. Um. Like at least for me, after writing it and hearing it myself, I need something to pick me up afterwards. Right, it's it's a tough listen. So I didn't I didn't want to leave it off like that, and people just be like, "Well, damn, I'm I'm bummed." I'm right. Listen to this one again. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. So yeah, it, it it made sense to go at the end, and then, um, I I wanted to name the the album Fine when I started writing it because you know I I wanted it to just be 
a blanket statement. You know, I, I didn't want it to be happy. I didn't want it to be great, anything like that. It's just is how I was feeling. It's, you know, things suck, but it's, it's fine. So naming it that and closing it out with that and then naming the album that it just, it all made too much sense for what the project really was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely get that. You know, I've, I talked with uh, Chad Moses of to write love on our arms. He does their like um, community management and stuff like that. So he does a lot of speaking events and things of that nature. But uh, we were talking about like the importance of words, you know, and fine, I think is, is a prime example of one of those words that we use when we either can't really, you know, nail down what we're feeling or we don't want to. And I think, I think that's a, a good example in this record where it's not that you can't, it's maybe that you don't want to nail down exactly what you want to want to say, you know, like I'm fine. I'm not, but I'm, I'm going to say that I'm fine. Yeah. Say it it was, it was certainly meant to just be an ambiguous term. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm glad it was received that way as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, obviously, you know, this just came out right out of a little over a month ago now. Uh, coronavirus has has fucked everything up but what kind of plans do you have you know are you you doing any sort of like live streams from the the living room type of stuff or anything like that so right now about all i'm doing is i'm doing a series every friday Uh, i'm just doing like a one minute clip of cover songs uh just let my instagram fan base vote on it it's just something to kind of keep to put somewhat some entertainment out there but um, behind all that, I've I've been writing a new project. Uh, I'll be putting a couple singles out sometime in August. Um, just to kind of build on this, you know, because I, I wanted to put Fine out as soon as I had it made. And now that that's out and it's received well, uh, I want to see just kind of what I can do if I take my time on some music this time. Right. So I'm I'm overly anxious to put more stuff out. And uh yeah, hopefully in August we'll we'll have a couple more singles out um off of a off a new project. Awesome. Um and you said you, you play shows, obviously, coronavirus again totally fucked everything up. But um what kind of like are you doing small regional type tours or are you pretty much just around town where you're at playing right now? So no shows for me at this point. Um, okay. Yeah. Say I, I would be playing shows a hundred percent had coronavirus not hit. Uh, so I, I put this out and then I'm in the middle of a move. So if people were wanting to see me in Memphis, if you guys hear that, I'm sorry, just <laughs> hit me up. I'll come play at your house or something. Right. Um, yeah, Memphis has me for two more months, and I don't see any of these restrictions really going anywhere. So I'll I'll be in Houston, and uh, I definitely try to play out around there yeah. quite a bit. Um, regional tours, I mean, I'm kind of far away from that at this point, just kicking off. Right. Uh, but, you know, if it, if it pre- presents itself, I'm not afraid of it. Yeah. Um, Yes, at this point, I'm I'm really enjoying the uh, community that I'm building just online. And 
I, I think it's a little nicer than playing shows because, you know, if you play a show and there's 150 people there, what do I get? Like two, three minutes talking to everyone that wants to talk. Right. Um, online, I do my absolute best that anyone that wants to talk to me, they have my undivided attention for as long as they want it. And uh, I, I like that aspect a lot more. So I'm, I'm definitely going to – I'm not focusing on getting out and playing shows right now. I'm more focusing on just building relationships with people that want to listen to the music. Yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I think, you know, this, this time and age, if you will, uh, to make myself sound super fucking old, um, but, you know, MySpace was kind of that same way too. You know, you'll remember as well, like, there were a lot of artists on there that it was actually the artist that was controlling their page. And if you left them a message on the, their wall or sent them a message, like you could get replies directly from the artist. Um, you know, there's a band called, well, his, his band is called secondhand serenade, but the lead singer, John, he and I used to talk all the time back on MySpace, and then MySpace went away and, you know, things, we both kind of went our separate ways or whatever, but, um, he and I reconnected on, I think it was Twitter like a year ago. And I'm like, Hey man, do you remember doing this? And like, he used to tour and stuff. And I'm like, we're talking about that sort of stuff. And it, it was cool because, because of that connection that we had made back in the MySpace days, he remembered me, you know, we remembered the, the tour that I was talking about and all that. And I think that's kind of the same thing you're working now is building that connection with the fan base. So that it's not, you know, unfortunately, some bands and, you know, fame goes to to heads and, and money talks. But, you know, there's some bands out there that honestly don't give a shit about the the listener. It's all about how much money are you going to provide me? And I think you're yeah. doing the reverse side of that with, you know, the money will come when the money comes, but that's not why I care. So, yeah, say right, right now, I mean, music the last thing it is to me is a money grab. Um, actually the first month's worth of revenue from fine in this month, I'm giving all that. I'm actually matching it towards color of change. Awesome. So yeah, it's, it, I don't it, making money off of it is not the goal. I want to, it's more about connecting with people that enjoy that type of music that in my opinion, there can never be enough in the world. Um, and I think I have a quality product, so I want to put it in front of people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, I'm going to forget which band I was talking to. And it was probably more than one band that, that we discussed this, but, you know, we talked about, um, just kind of, you, you can tell the artists that are in it for the passion of the art versus the passion of the money. And I think you're one of those that it's, it's definitely about the art. Um, the money will come when the money comes, but that's not, you know, it, I don't want to speak for you on this, but I feel like you're one of those guys that even if the money never comes, it doesn't mean you're going to stop making music or interacting with fans or anything like that. Yeah. Say it's, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have been around a while where music is not my job, you know, music is, it's what I do to enjoy my life, you know? And, um, I, I don't think music can ever be a full-time job, honestly. Even even if it is, you're not focusing on music more than you're focusing on marketing and branding and getting merch and all that stuff. It's 
you know, that, that's the stuff that'll come eventually for me. Yeah. Um, but right now, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make any money off music. What do you get? Like (laughs) fraction of a fraction of a penny. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't think anyone's really making crazy money off of music anymore. They're making money off of touring and, and merch and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's just, you know, if, if that comes about great, but until now, if there were an easier way to give my music away for free, I would do it. But, you know, you, you can't really, unfortunately with Spotify, another thing they do well is they put your music out to people. Yeah. So I'll continue using those streaming platforms because um, it's the cheapest way people can get a hold of the music. If anyone listening doesn't have a streaming platform and wants to hear it, get a hold of me. I will. It doesn't matter to me. I'll, I'll email you the songs. Right. Um, so it's, I would rather have people listen to it than people give me, what is it on iTunes? $5? I don't, I don't Something like that. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. well, and I, I think that's a, a key point to, um, a buddy of mine named MC Lars. I was talking to him back on Warp Tour a few years back, probably, I don't know, probably seven or eight years ago. But, um, he made the joke at the time and it's kind of held up true. We just talked back in February and he said the same thing again. He made the joke, you know, like you're saying, the the money really comes from merch and touring. He used to joke that he's a t-shirt salesman that happens to rap, you know, that's where the money comes in. And I think you're right with, with Spotify, especially the algorithm that, you know, you can be put on, all sorts of playlists you can show up on certain songs radio you know little radio button that you hit or whatever like there's so much potential exposure there for very little input or or cost yeah so it's i mean spotify is a great tool and i if anyone is out there like and i I don't want to dump on apple but right if you're stuck between Spotify and Apple Music and you want to find new artists or you want a more personalized listening experience, definitely go with Spotify. Yeah. Um, they're the best at music right now. They they do so well. It's it's literally a social media platform strictly for music. Yeah, and I think the one of the cool things, you know, for for fans and artists um, is kind of what you're saying. You, you can make your own playlist. You can make it collaborative. You can share it with your friends. Um, you, you still get kind of that social interaction through it, even though there's no, no wall or anything to put a comment and say, Hey, I, I enjoyed this. You just have to, to share it out and look at your streams. But most people, the, the streams don't even really matter. It's not worth enough money to pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah, say so it's you know, it's and I'll continue using the revenue I make off this to it's whatever people that listen to me want. Like right now I know what everybody in the world wants and that's that's to fix all this bullshit going on. Right. right? So what better place to put my money than that? And then you know, then once this gets some headway, uh whatever my listeners want to do with this money i mean that's what i'm gonna do with it because i'm fortunate enough to have a career that i can i can sustain living and i can sustain music and i can i can treat music as 
as actively as I want to, you know, it's, um, I'm really fortunate to have that option. Yeah. So, I mean, right now, you know, I, I probably spend more time on music than I do my job. Right. And it's, it's tiring. It's exhausting, but it's, it's so worth it to, you know, get this connection with, even if it's just one or two new random people a day and, I mean, I've talked to people about everything at this point, you know, someone will hit me up. They'll be like, Oh, do you, do you got a switch? Do you play Pokemon sword and shield? And <laughs> while the answer is no, you know, I'll at least entertain it. They go, like, oh, no, but what's it like? Is it, is it any good? Tell me right. about it. Right. You know, so it's it, the human interaction that you get from putting this out is worth more than any of the money ever can be. Yeah. And I, I think that's again, a, another sign of, of a successful artist, at least in my mind, like, yeah, the money is nice. Panic at the disco, whoever, you know, to, to make that money and be set for life. Yeah. Who doesn't want that? But at the same time, who doesn't want true and honest personal connections? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it, to me, I, I agree, you know, like, do I wish that music journalism was all I was doing and concert photography and stuff. Sure. But at the same time, I'm like you, I've got a career, I've got a day job that, that supports me and everything. And so, yeah, it'd be cool. But I also really like that. I'm able to like you connect with anybody that pays attention to the stuff I post and interact with those people and, you know, get to know, you know, what's going on as if, you know, we're not all dealing with the same shit right now, but you know, when we're not all dealing with the same shit, it's cool to see like, you know, I've got friends or, or fans, whatever you want to call them like out in Washington state and I'm based in Indiana. So cool. What's going on out there? You know, like it's a huge difference. And I think it's a really cool, um, aspect of, of music in general is to be able to make those connections with people that you may never meet or you may never know, but there's a connection through music. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I mean, if there's any artists that don't treat it that way, that's, it's their loss. And I, it, I'm fortunate that everyone I've grown up with in the music scene, uh, I mean, I'm from the Midwest like you and it's, it, no one takes it lightly, you know, it's, yeah. the, and it, I think it's ingrained at the start of like that local, the local show culture. Mm-hmm. where everybody knows everybody and you go there to play the show, but that's never the memory you have a year down the road. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many shows growing up I, I attended at a VFW hall or a, a church basement or whatever, you know, like growing up, it was wherever the music was, whatever show we could get to was what we did because that's what it was about was, getting around people that were like us and enjoyed the same things as us. And I, some of my best friends are people that I've met at concerts over the years. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's really all I've got for you. Uh, what we're going to do, I'm going to give you time to, to plug everything here in a second, but, um, I'm going to, I've, I've been closing out interviews with just kind of off the wall questions or, or whatever. Uh, so for yours, You've you've done a little bit of moving around, you know, over the last few years, and you're making another move here here shortly. Obviously, Houston's on the list of places that you would live, but 
let's say money's no object, you know, you're you're set for life. What would be the the ideal setup for you, you know, to town that you would move to or or whatever? Oh, San Diego, 75 degrees sunny every day. <laughs> I like that answer. Coming from the Midwest, I really like that answer. <laughs> yeah, there's no temperature change ever. It's just it's always the same. You never have a surprise. People there are nice. San Diego, 100%. Awesome. Yeah, I I would agree, you know, you're you're from Ohio, so you probably made the same statements that we make here in Indiana that if you don't like the weather, give it a day, it's going to be different. So it's, it's insane. Today it's 88 degrees. Two days ago, it was like 66 as the high. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You probably get some snow next week or something. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It was, um, so mm, two years, three years ago, something like that. Uh, we had a tornado, not a big surprise, except it was in the middle of November. And that, oh, nice. yeah, that's just like one of those, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I'm going to give you the last couple minutes or however long it, it takes you for anything you want to plug. You know, I'll share all your socials and everything along with this, but you know, plug, plug away anything you want. All right. Um, so really all that I focus on right now is uh, Instagram's the easiest platform in my opinion to connect with. So you follow me on Instagram. It's uh, roberts.is.ok. Um, get at me on Spotify or whatever streaming service that you have. Uh, just I finally overtook the top spot for Roberts being searched, which is huge. <laughs> um, so just type in Roberts. Uh, find a picture of some young tattooed boy just running around. That's that's going to be my music. So uh, if, if you can't get it on Spotify or any streaming service, just get at me on Instagram. I'll figure out a way for you to get the album. If you want to listen to it. Awesome. Awesome. Like I said, we'll, we'll definitely, um, you know, share this and, and your socials and everything as far as that. Um, I'm, I'm excited for it to see, you know, kind of what develops next, because like I said, I've only listened to the album a few times, a handful of times, but it, it definitely, it gave me some, some nostalgia feels and, you know, it, I'm going to, I'm going to say something. You're going to think I'm blowing smoke up your ass probably, but I, I don't mean to. Uh, I honestly, like on the drive home before I called you today, I'm like, man, this, he sounds like somebody. And it took me a while, but I feel like you sound like old, the story so far, like the f- the first EP and an album of the story so far. I will take that any day. <laughs> I figure there, there are worse compliments that I'll receive in the next, probably 20 years. Right. I appreciate that very yeah. much. Yeah. And I, I think that's uh you know, like I said, I, you may think that it's me blowing smoke, but just like some of the vocals, some of the sound, you know, it, the, the content, it, it's all in that, that field. And I, I think you've got a lot of potential and, you know, hopefully, um, you know, as long as you stay true to yourself, I think things are going to be looking your way. Oh, I appreciate it very much. And that was my conversation with Roberts. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, I know I did. I, again, really want to thank him for being able to work with us on such short notice and, and do this interview. Um, you know, it was a, a lot of fun to talk to him. So um, be sure that you guys get over, check out his EP, um, give it a like, a share, you know, 
all that sort of stuff. Follow him on Instagram and Spotify. Um, they the Instagram will be tagged in the description of the podcast. Um, and yeah, just you know, support this dude. Uh, he's a good dude, and um, you know, I think that this this EP. You know, you heard us talk about it, but this EP is something that a lot of people can relate to, I think. And hopefully it strikes a chord with you guys. And who knows, you know, maybe you'll follow him and you'll, you know, be an even bigger fan of, of the next album or EP that he drops. Um, and, you know, supporting smaller artists is, you know, one of the big things that the scene is about. So do what you can to, to help them out, share the, the songs, um, you know, like them on, on Spotify or Apple or, or Google, um, all that sort of stuff helps with algorithms and things like that so that he shows up on different playlists and, um, in the search order a little better, things like that. So that's all we've got for you guys this week. Um, we are going to take you out with a song off of the new EP fine by Roberts. And that song is actually going to be fine. Remember guys, take care of yourselves, take care of each other and you make the scene. Let's get to Hanging out, grabbing drinks, growing bank accounts Laying out plans so one day we can make a house We'll plan it in the middle of your favorite town The plan is to make you proud You'll get it, and hopefully you'll get it too Imagine all the shit we're gonna get into You'll choose me over all the different dudes My life's just missing you Cause you're a dream girl and girl you know I'm dreaming I haven't found you yet but I won't stop believing You're probably out there somewhere thinking about A guy like me just waiting around Well I'm here and I'm ready to take you out When we have a fight about a thing we're not agreeing on in the middle is a designated meeting spot I wanna be a place where you can free your thoughts I'll be there if you need to talk Cause when we grow old it's gonna be about each other I'll set the standard for how to treat a lover There won't be a second I forget to mention The day that we met how I fell in an instant Cause you're a dream girl and girl you know I'm dreaming I haven't found you yet, but I won't stop believing You're probably out there somewhere thinking about A guy like me just waiting around Well, I'm here and I'm ready to take you out